When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome. I think <laughs> we, we don't have the uh, we don't have the the video for the spoiler. But welcome to the Sif Spoils for I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, we're gonna try this. We're gonna try to live stream our spoiler conversation. We've put spoiler cast right in the title, so hopefully people know uh, that we're gonna be talking about more of the spoilers of what's going on here uh, with the movie. I'm thinking of ending things again on Netflix. Uh, starring Jesse Buckley and Jesse Plemons. Do you think? Do you think Charlie Kaufman was really happy that that he had uh, two Jessies playing those characters? Like the actors were both named Jesse, the actor and the actress. They all die. Yeah, I think it was pretty <laughs> fun for him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. no, I think that could be pretty confusing unless he just called them by their uh, last name or their yeah quote unquote character yeah. names. So one of the which one we of the can fun, get into now finally yeah one of the fun things about being able to do this live with you is uh, the ability for you to interact if you're watching and that will hopefully give us uh, some you know more angles on spoiler things that you want you know to know about that you have questions about we would love to hear some of the things uh, since we assume that you've seen the movie if you're listening to or watching this. Um, we would love to uh, continue to have those conversations. But Andrew, I'm going to kick it off right here uh, by saying, um, tell me what you thought this movie was doing. What is the code? The What's your code breaker for this movie? How do you view it? How do you understand what's happening? Um, well, for a good portion of this movie, I thought we were going to get the entire thing told through the eyes of... Like I said, I'm just going to call her Lucy. I know she goes by multiple names in this movie, but just not for only multiple context, names, but also multiple outfit changes out of nowhere. You know, all yeah. of a sudden she'll be wearing different oh, clothing. The first time that uh, he uh, that she meets the mother and father, and they're like talking on the stairs, and they have gray hair and everything, and then they walk right into the dining table. Um, I actually stopped it and I rewound it because I thought that for uh, David Thewlis's character, they forgot to put a wig on him as he was walking <laughs> yeah. by her because he had his he had regular hair as he walked by her. I'm like, oh, I found a little I found a little thing. But then uh, they He's sat like, down and everybody was young. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. And then she went through uh, uh, outfit changes where she wasn't wearing that knitted sweater mm-hmm. and scenes where she was. Yeah. Um, I think what this movie was trying to say was, and oh gosh, God, I got—I'm so wrong on this. I know I am, but this is what I took away from it. There is, is no right the or wrong. There is no right or wrong. Yeah, 
is that we were getting a look at what she thought if she were to stay with Jake, the montage of what her life would look like, you know, like she would meet the parents, then they would the next time she she would see them old, she would see them young, she would have the awkward conversations, she would have, you know, all of those interactions with them she had within that one time she was in that house, you know? Mm -hmm. And then whenever we uh, started seeing the mom go through, you know, she was saying that she had stuff wrong with her mentally. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe this is a commentary on what it's like to live with Alzheimer's where you you have a conversation with somebody and they're old, but then the next time you have a conversation with somebody, they're young, like your mind can't keep track of time mm -hmm. correctly anymore. And maybe that's what the movie's saying. And then um, they get back in the car <laughs> and they start to drive back to her house and they start having, you know, the uh, that conversation about the um, uh, oh, what's the name of that movie? The uh, uh, a woman apart or what is it? I, I don't remember. You'll you'll have to either look it up or just kind of move on and we can kind of go back yeah. to it at some point. Yeah, but it's a uh, it's it's where she. uh she actually takes on airs to uh, give that critical review of the movie, you know? Oh, yeah. She's like, doing a Pauline Kael uh, impersonation. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I found that to be interesting uh, because it's like, okay, so what? what is... I don't... That particular scene, I don't know what the movie was trying to say. I okay. don't know what that movie was trying to say in that okay. moment. Then they get to the Tulsi town, which... Is that a real thing, Tulsi towns? Or is it something they just made up for this? Oh, the ice cream place? Yeah. I think it's supposed to be a Dairy Queen kind of look-alike kind of idea. Yeah. Um, and the the girl, the third girl in there was trying to warn her about, you don't have to go through time linearly or something like that. Okay. It, it, it got really, really confusing for me there. Okay. Like I said, that whole second interaction in the car, was, I, I didn't get. But I was fascinated, and I wanted to watch. Then they get to the school, mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> they she meets the janitor. Now, here's a question. The entire time I'm watching this movie, I was curious. Is the janitor an older Jake? That's what I was wondering for this movie. Okay. okay. If the janitor great is question. an older great Jake. Great question. I have ideas. I'll, I'll give you my ideas once you finish up. Okay. Um, then there is a beautiful dance number. Mm -hmm. by uh dancing i think they're they're actually listed as uh, dancing jake and dancing woman <laughs> mm -hmm. yep. um but uh oh that was beautiful it was like okay well you had at the house you know the montage of like the family you know this could be you know the uh a musical like a uh a, what would you call a ballet version of what your life would be like there's the mm -hmm. uh, honeymoon the honeymoon section where everything is beautiful and flying. And I don't know exactly what the janitor attacking Jake was supposed to symbolize. Is that like he's coming in to kill his youth and that that is who he's supposed to become? Or I honestly, I have no idea. But then the thing that I want to talk about the most in this is at the very end, he's giving that acceptance speech like he's... um uh, John Nash or something, you know? Mm -hmm. It's the same and speech. It's the same speech from, is it really? from mine. It's the same speech, yeah. 
Oh, I didn't know it was the same speech, but uh, yeah, that's funny enough that I said it was like John Nash. Then I guess it is literally like John, John Nash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, subconsciously, that's really funny. Um, then he starts to sing "The Floor Creaks, The Door Squeaks" from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. which that song is sung from the perspective of the villain in Oklahoma. Yep. yep. What is the movie trying to tell me here? Is the movie trying to say that Jake is the villain this whole time, or? <laughs> Uh, so many things to dissect from that last this last segment. Okay, yeah. So, and then the uh, the uh, the credits are in the tiniest font possible. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, Andrew, you ready for me to uh, to break this down uh, for you? How how Please. my brain process this? Yes. So Please. I think the ballet at the end is the code breaker. I think this is what finally... Cl- I was leaning in a couple places all the way through. Um, I guess I can walk you through that. First of all, the very first thing we see is the janitor, not uh, Jesse's character. Or at least we see them in the same opening scene. And yeah. he is uh, almost speaking into her mind in some way. Like there is, There's definitely something weird going on with the... You know, he's reciting something. The slippers. And- yeah, 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 and uh, and so then I'm wondering about that. Like, is he the the storyteller? Is he the writer of this story? Those kind of those kind of thoughts are already percolating in in my head. Um, yeah. So then they continue on their story. Um, Jake, right? Isn't that the guy's name? Jake. Jake um, is Jesse Plemons' character, yeah. right? So so Jake and the the woman, uh, the young woman or whatever, continue on their story. And the next thing that kind of tweaked my brain was where she would be narrating to herself, thinking to herself, and it was almost like Jesse Plemons could hear her. I think you mentioned this in the podcast. And yeah. it was it was like it was almost like he kind of knew what she was thinking about because he would like kind of push in on it and be like, "Are you sure that's what you, you know, you sure it's nothing that kind of thing so then i'm like yeah. okay well, what's that about uh then i noticed the name changes i noticed uh she would kind of become different almost personalities whether it was to be like Polly and kale for the the review or there was another one where she recited a poem um and yeah. it was a devastating poem and i think that poem has even deeper meaning for the movie itself i'd have to have it in front of me uh to look through yeah. it again and so I'm like, okay, what's then going she be, on here? <laughs> then for like a second, she became uh, Colby Menifee, who is in The Boys, who was Yvonne in the Robert Zemeckis movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, exactly. And you've got the janitor watching this movie, uh, directed by Robert Zemeckis, comes up. Uh, uh, Do you so, think that was really directed by Robert Zemeckis that little bit? No, 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 no. It's, it's a, I think it's another statement on how pop culture, how things influence, how they they have us, they form how we see the world, right? Mm. Um, there's also discussions about farm life once they're to the farm, about the pig, uh, you know, who's e- being eaten uh, inside out by maggots, um, and uh, how farm life is tough. You get a sense for <clears throat> his parents through different stages of their life, and so now I'm really noticing things. Obviously, they're much older, they're doing you know things in a different way they're uh you know younger older um senile not senile uh what's in the basement the dog is weird the dog is always shaking you never see the dog's face like you know what is that about this kind of thing 
And then they go to the school and they, uh, he thinks somebody is spying on them. You know, it's the janitor. He goes in and she locks herself out of the car. So she goes in, she meets the janitor, she hugs the janitor and then the ballet happens. And this is where I, here's what I unlocked from the ballet dance. I think that what we're dealing with here is one character. We are dealing with Jake. Jake is the janitor. Um, and what this, what he is doing is imagining what life would have been like if he had found the perfect woman. And he is imagining speaking into this woman, trying out different outfits on her, trying out different personalities on her, trying, you know, uh, thinking about, you know, the things he's seen from pop culture and what relationships look like and what they're supposed to look like. What would it have been if he had taken her to, you know, home to meet mom and dad? And then he's thinking about how that, everything about that influenced who he was and why he's so messed up and why he can't, why he's never had a healthy relationship in his life. And, you know, these kind of things, why he's a loner, why he's, you know, um, on his last legs and, and still alone. And, uh, and so he's imagining what this trip would have been like and, you know, kind of thinking of that. And then the ballet is basically this idealized version, like you said, um, shades of la la land right like this idealized version of you know what it could have been but then he the janitor character is reality and he he can't let that jake live because that jake doesn't exist he doesn't deserve that he's he's you know he's never been that person and he his interaction with women have always been awkward and always been you know they're represented by the girls who are laughing at him at the dairy queen or whatever it's called in this movie you know that he's an outcast he's he's been uh you know put to the side and so he is in in many ways he is wrestling with the fact that he doesn't know how to interact with women he doesn't know um you know that idea of relationship or fun you know when he sees kids around the school he's uh he's confused by he doesn't understand it they think he's a creeper he maybe he is a creeper maybe you know like all of these things are are going on in his mind and what we are seeing throughout maybe this entire movie but certainly the last part of this movie are the last moments of his life and he is uh he is I think finally, the other thing you'll notice about a lot of the stuff that the Lucy character says, um, there's a lot of platitudes, right? Everybody's talking in like these cliches and these platitudes and, you know, it is what it is and all these different kind of things. And it's like he's telling himself these things to find contentment, find some sort of it's okay that I'm like this. It's okay that this is the end. Um, And so I'm thinking of ending things is both this uh, fantasy woman thinking of breaking up with him because, you know, uh, we kind of see that towards the beginning, but it's also him thinking of ending his own life. And I don't believe he commits suicide. I believe that he actually has a heart attack in the vehicle. Uh, I believe that the uh, during credit scene, his, his dead body is in that snowed over truck uh, at the end of the movie. And so you hear the, the plow plowing the, the drive and you just know eventually he's gonna somebody's gonna discover that he's died uh, there uh, at the school. So what we're seeing when he gets out of the the vehicle, and we kind of see him almost like clutching his heart. Uh, he takes off all his yeah. clothes. You know, he he goes in and he's he's trailed by this uh, this metaphorical pig, uh, or walks in front of him. 
uh, this animated Which is Oliver Platt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. This this animated Oliver uh, Oliver Platt uh, maggot pig uh, is walking in in front of him. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when did you think the the description uh, animated uh, Oliver Platt maggot pig uh, would enter into the conversation? Uh, so anyhow, only in a Kaufman movie, <laughs> right? So he walks him into this, uh, you know, the his end moment. And what I found so striking about his end moment is. He is giving John Nash's speech from a beautiful mind. That's what he want. He wants to have meant something. He wants to have done something. By the way, when you see his childhood bedroom, you will notice like there is a Pauline Kael book in there of like her movie criticisms. Yeah. There is that poetry book that she said that that poem was from is in there. So like there's there's these signs that he has been idealizing, you know, this type of woman, and so he's trying out those things in her you know, through her kind of idea. So he wants it to be this big speech. um, But you'll notice like everybody in the crowd is, you know, made up like stage makeup. They're all part of the play. And so they're, they're they're not made up to look actually old. Like they would be in a movie. They're made up to look old. Like you would do somebody on a, on stage, you know, on a heavy stage makeup. And so it's like, it's all fake. It's all, you know, it's all that's fake. And then he sings the song, which like you said, is from the perspective of the loner creeper character in Oklahoma, um, who's, you know, kind of the villain because that's kind of who he is. That's kind of who he's seen himself to be because he has this childhood growing up on a farm that he had parents that didn't really, you know, teach him how to interact and and socially and those kind of things so he's just socially awkward lived his whole life without a relationship and is now you know passing on a lonely uh sad and 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 um you know um unreally known man and so it's just it's really sad if that's if that's the truth but it just kind of all locked in in a way that i was like man i think that's it i think that's kind of where we're going here does any yeah. of that sound right? Make sense? Like, does that jive with you at all? I don't know, man. It's one of those movies. It's one of those movies where you could have 15 people give 15 different interpretations and they're all right. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I like your, I really do like your, um, your takeaway and your analysis of what everything meant. I, uh, I can, I, I dig it. I think the, yeah. the the thing I'm most certain of is that she is a part of his imagination and that he and the janitor are the same person. That's that's what I'm most certain of, that, that he is trying to figure out what a real relationship would look like. And so there's just too many clues that, that he is inventing her. You know, the fact that he can hear her, the books in his room, you know, the outfit changes, yeah. all that stuff like that. That seems pretty clear to me. The other stuff may be a little more nebulous, but that's kind of that's kind of where I landed. So. I'm with you on the fact that he is the janitor. I, for a second, thought that uh, at the end, she was the one he let get away. And that those aren't her books, or those aren't his books or anything. Those are her books that she mm-hmm. left behind. So it's what he has to remember her by. So he's remembering, or he's making up in his mind. So I guess in a sense, yeah, she is made up. But I think that she was a real person. And that she, uh, and that he's imagining what life would have been like if she had got to meet the family, you know, and that she had stayed around, and that you know, that's true. And it could be, it could even be, if you mesh the two, it could just be somebody like he had a crush on in high school, but was so socially awkward he didn't know how to pursue it, 
And so it really is based on a real person from his, you know, youth that he never even got a chance to have a relationship with because when he, you know, approached it, he was so socially awkward. She didn't want anything to do with him or, you know, something like that. So, yeah, I, I think upon revisiting it, a lot of those pieces will kind of, uh, you know, hopefully grow even clearer, but, um, but man, what uh, just w- again, one of the things I love is that he doesn't spell it out. He doesn't say, okay, I'm going to no. make it all make sense. He was dead the whole time, you know, or whatever the, yeah. the big twist will be, you know, <laughs> the they're the run. same person, you know, like, yeah. you know, it's the fight club's twist reveal is much different than this. This, this isn't a twist reveal as much as it is like a, a, uh, a twist exploration. What do you, you know, is there a twist? What do you think it is? You know, it's not, there's yeah. no big reveal. Here's what it is. And I kind of like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like I <laughs> talked for, for several minutes. <laughs> so it's, it's no, your turn. <laughs> well, I talked for several minutes before you did. <laughs> right, so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're, we're each, and each of us is like, do you think this could be right? <laughs> That's what we were saying. That's so great. Um, you said that uh, upon rewatching this, uh, you'll hopefully understand more. How long do you think it's going to take you to uh, to go back to watch this? Or do you feel like you need a buffer period before you can go back and watch something no, as I, heavy I, as this? I might go back and watch it just because I'm curious about a lot of that stuff. I, I want to see if I can grasp more from things like the the entire dumpster full of blizzard cups. Like, what does that mean? Like, is there something there? Like the idea that his life is just a series of, you know, blizzards. Oh, that was another th- thing that I had. Um, yes, he is the janitor, but that, that, that one particular scene made me think of one, had one thought. What if he is taking different versions of an ideal woman through this scenario of meeting the parents and everything, you know, but they all end the same way. Well, like if he doesn't think it's going well, he takes them to the school where possibly everything just resets and that those cups of flurries yeah. are all the, are the cups of all the failed, you know, imaginative women right. that he's, you know, brought home to meet. It definitely symbolizes the idea of, a never ending rut, right? It symbolizes a yeah. rut or, you know, something happening over and over again where just, you know, where his life has been so unremarkable that it's just, you know, yeah, there's, there's some, some sort of emphasis there on, on that. Uh, I think yeah. you're right. So, yeah. yeah. What and a he, movie to dissect. <laughs> oh man. Like, and I feel like we just scratched the surface too. Like there's, <laughs> there's just so many, because I think the, isn't there a moment where we know for sure that either the janitor or Jake hears her thoughts? Is it the janitor at the end? I feel like they're communicating with their thoughts at the end, right oh, before it, the dance. It's a scene where he says something in his mind and she responds. Yes. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's, I just There's a lot here. I can imagine Charlie Kaufman listening to this spoil analysis and he's just like laughing maniacally like, oh, if you only knew, you haven't even scratched the surface. (laughs) It's probably true. It's probably true. Uh, But regardless, Mr. Kaufman, we liked it. Yeah, we did. Uh, Do we know if um, Jesse Plemons actually sang that song? Or if that was a stump voice, do we know? He's got a great singing voice. If I was it just, is whoever him. whoever sang that was awesome. So I just wanted to give props yeah. whoever it was uh, that and sang it didn't that because it sounded like great. It, it sounded like it would have been his singing voice. You know, like mm-hmm. if it's not, then they found somebody who right, really it captured. It definitely yeah. works. 
Um, I just wasn't 100% sure. Uh, and uh, if if it is, it's something I didn't know Jesse Plemons had in his bag of tricks, which is fun, you know, that he would yeah. uh, be able to, to sing like that too. So uh, so I was curious about that. What a double that. threat. Double threat guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I There's, again plenty else we could we could go talk about but um i think i'd have to watch it again <laughs> to pull that out yeah exactly uh so. I, i'll probably watch it again before the end of the year just you know for to make sure i have it at a secure spot in my rankings yeah yeah no yeah. that's a, that's a good that's a good call good call uh thank you for hanging out with us uh during the sif spoil um these are now uh broadcasting live as well uh after we're done with the show on yeah. sundays and when we do a sif spoil we uh we hop on and broadcast those live. So if you want to interact with any questions that you have about the movies we're talking about, anything like that, uh, we will be around to, to do those things too. So appreciate you being with us and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.